and we are underway broadcasting to you from our remote Pittsburgh studios north of the steel city of Pittsburgh PA we bring you episode number 37 of our podcast steel city sports talk my name is Alex Brown and I'm Ryan Berry and by now you know that we're your hosts for this podcast so we're starting off with the Pittsburgh Penguins. We've got some exciting news coming up. It's the expansion draft. That's always a fun time of year. Not. Uh, Penguins are going to lose a player. It probably won't be that player a player of that much importance. There's a couple n- names that I that they protected that I thought they, maybe they shouldn't have. Or a couple guys that I thought they should have protected. Like One you. of those guys is Brandon Tanev. They protected Jeff Carter over the likes of Brandon Tanev. I like Brandon Tanev. I think it's very, very good. It brings a lot of energy, scores those big goals. But decided to protect Carter, and I didn't think that Carter was really going to be an option for the Kraken to take. But then Rob Rossi said he thought that the Kraken were going to take Carter, Jeff Carter. But I don't know if I believe that or not because Jeff Carter's a 36 year old veteran. They could say that, they could say that and get you to protect him. And then might be, you might and, be falling into their trap, yeah, falling in a trap. Like they want Tanev, the Penguins. Might want to dump Brandon Canef's contract. It's a big contract. They sign him for too much for what he does. But I like Brandon Tanev. I think he's a good player. I would have rather seen them protect him than Carter because I don't think the Kraken would have taken Carter. Right now, would you rather see them take Zucker or Brandon Tanev? Zucker. Absolutely. But I don't think they'll take him. I don't him. think Zucker's right in Pittsburgh. He doesn't really fit the system that well. No, but he doesn't. They- I think Sorry, he's man. built better for what to be a top line forward with good players because he's a hard worker. He's a really hard worker, but I think the Penguins want young gun and speed on those top lines. He's on a top line, but he doesn't have that. I don't know. I feel like he's better suited for a first line on maybe a different team with a star center or whatever that he can work well with. He I don't know. What that, do you think? He doesn't have that oomph with him like, that some of these other players have, that, that star quality, that pop, that he can come into and change a game like that. He just doesn't have that. I think he's he'd be better served if he was not on the Penguins, but I don't think they're going to take him because that's it's a lot of money on the books. It's about five and a half million, I believe. And they still There's have a lot for Tanev as well. Two, two, three more years. Tanev's like three and a half for four more years. So it's a, that's a long contract too. So I, I, they could take either of them, or they could even take Zach Aston Reese. People have been throwing that around. It's going to be a forward. It's not going to be a defenseman. And John, so Marino, let's let's go through the list of who they protected. They protected Teddy Bluger. Which I don't know. That wasn't really that much surprise. I like Teddy. They gave him the contract. It was a, it was a, it was a done deal. Jeff Carter was the one, one surprised me. Sid not yep. a surprise. Gensel's not a surprise. Captain's not a surprise. Malkin. Malkin's not a surprise. Brust. Dumoulin. The the defense where it gets a little interesting because it was kind of between Matheson and uh and Pedersen to protect. Yes. I I like Matheson. Some people I like maybe Matheson. want to protect Pedersen as well, but I don't I don't. You don't have to protect guys that you know the Kraken aren't going to take. They're not going to take. They're not going to take uh, Pedersen. They're not going to yeah, take Matheson exactly. either because they're going to want a young forward. They got good good forward options. The Penguins, Zucker or Tana. So I think they'll want to get their defense from other teams that have better defensemen available, such so like as the Toronto Maple Leafs. Now, there's some good defensemen available too. You got Jake Gardner down in Carolina. You got um, Mark Giordano. Up in Calgary, he's the captain up there. That's a great defenseman. There's some good defensemen. This team is going to be a good team. Uh, Seattle, they have no excuse. Alex Ovechkin was not protected by the Capitals. Do you think the Kraken will take him? Uh, no. And I don't think anybody's concerned that they will. I think they'll end up going. I haven't heard a lot. There's not a lot of chatter about that. Uh, it's more like a formality because I think they'll take end up taking a defenseman from there. Though Ovechkin, I don't believe he has a contract right now. 
So I think they're just going to wait because then they have to negotiate with them. They don't want to do that. They don't want to negotiate with someone. They just want you to wanna, be- here. There's a list on this article that uh, NBC Sports posted the top players on each team. Do you want to go through that maybe? Go through go through the big names because you got Vladimir Tarasenko. Jeff Skinner yeah, with yeah. the Buffalo Sabres. They won't uh, take And then Carolina, Nito Niederreiter, which is always a good forward option for them last year. He provided some. He was good. good. And then Max Domi with the Blue Jackets. I don't really know. Yeah, uh-huh. they might take him. He's not a bad. He's, he's not a bad center, maybe third, fourth line center. Yeah, you don't if you put him in the right spot. Yeah. Also, uh, ben, I, ben Bishop, a goaltender. There's a, go, a lot of good yeah. goaltenders that they could take. Ben Bishop Jeff, with the Dallas Stars. Jeff, yeah, he's good. Chris Dragger. Hey, I want to go back to Jeff Skinner for a second. Yeah. Jeff Skinner is he's like has like six years left on his contract, and they're paying him like eight million dollars a year in uh, in uh, Buffalo. And that was one of the worst contracts available that they, that's ever been made uh, recently. Yeah, <laughs> because and you know who made that contract? Who was the GM in Buffalo at that time? I'm blanking. Jason Botterill, the former Penguins assistant GM. So that's what probably got him fired. And now Jason Botterill's working up in uh, Seattle, though. But there's a lot of good goaltenders available that uh that could be taken. As I mentioned, Ben Bishop, Chris Dreiger with the Dude, Panthers. Price. Jonathan Quick with the Kings, Kerry Price, Matt Murray, Matt Murray with the Senators. Matt Murray, yeah. I don't think they'll take him though. No. But they could ask. They'll get a good goaltender out of this. Martin Jones. Who would you take? What goaltender would you take? Kappa. I, I would take the guy from uh, Minnesota, the Kakanen guy. I probably wouldn't take Kerry Price. It's just too much money. Ten and a half million is not good enough. It's not. It's, well, that's too much. Then yet again, Vegas took Flurry, and that was kind of just same. Wasn't that much thing. money? Yeah, it was like three. It was like three, four million. I don't think a it was good that player that I think they definitely should take is uh, Josh Bailey of the Islanders. Josh Bailey, that'd be a good pick. I don't. It's think either him or Eberle. I, there's another guy that they didn't protect. I forget. I forget what his name is. Jordan Eberle. No, not Jordan Eberle. There's another guy in the Islanders. Um, but it, he, they won't take. Um, I don't believe they'll take uh, Josh Bailey. They'll probably take Eberle. Maybe. Let me look at this guy real quick. But maybe keep on going. Keep on going. Maple protect Jared McCann or Alex Kerfoot. And Jared McCann was just traded from the Penguins to the Maple Leafs. So speaking yeah. of them, Alex, do you want to talk about the player the Penguins got? Yeah, uh, you got Hallander. He was also the same guy the Penguins traded to get Kapanen. He was a so, draft pick, uh, a 2018 draft pick, right? Yes, he was. And he's, he's, he's going to be good forward. He should be. He's got a lot and of speed. The Capitals didn't protect uh, Connor Sherry as well. And it takes $3 million off the books for the for – the, uh, the Penguins, so it's a win-win. And you get this team's a, not going to be bad, Alex. You Seattle? Yeah, that's what I just said. Yeah, Seattle's not going to be bad at Tarasenko's all. is available as well. Uh, Tarasenko, yeah. James Van Riemsdyk, Jacob Voracek. There's just some of these guys that are available because their contracts stink. Like are really expensive, yeah. But when when uh, when the Kraken take a player, do they take his contract or do they negotiate a new contract? Um, they take their existing contract because they can't take all the top players because they have to stay below the cap. That could be a well, struggle. And that's why that's well, they can't where take every top player. No, they can take that's some. Why, uh, the GM down there is, has his hands cut off for him. Uh, I forget his name. Billy Garen? Not Billy Garen. That's the guy up in uh, Minnesota. That's at uh, Ronnie Francis. Uh, well, I knew former. it was a former Penguins guy. I couldn't remember for sure. And the guy that I was Ron thinking Francis? About, yeah, Ron Francis. Okay, and, I, I was it was either him or Garen. I forgot. Yeah, and the guy I was thinking of um, in New York is Kiefer Bellows. K- 
Kiefer Bellows is a younger guy in New York that um, it looks like they'll be taking him over those other guys. But they do have some nice guys available in New York. They do have some good. Because they have a lot of options. It's gonna, it's gonna be not a terrible team. I don't see them making a run like Vegas did the first year. But who knows? We yeah, did expect Vegas too. That's very unlikely. Very unlikely. But I do free agencies coming up too, Ryan. So whoever the who they take off the Penguins books, there's another. There's a veteran goaltender you were talking about. What's his name again? What guy? You tweeted about it. Oh, Yaroslav Halak. Yeah, that's the guy who was up from. I, uh, I'd say get it, bring in a vendor or a veteran goaltender like uh, Washington did with Anderson last year. Yeah, absolutely. You could absolutely do that. You could. Peter Mrazek's going to be available. You might have to pay a little bit more for Mrazek, though. But I think he'd be a good option, too. Because you don't want to spend that. You don't have that much space. You don't want to spend no, that don't. much on a goaltender. Uh, you, you don't, you, they shouldn't spend more than uh, $3 million on a goal. But I don't think they're really going to get any goaltenders. I think, uh, I think they will. I think Brian Burke and Ron Hextel like where they are with the goaltenders. They said it after the season. That's crazy, though. That's crazy. Who knows? Well, you think, you think that's good for the NHL? Oh, Pecorino. Hey, the definition right. of insanity is repeating the same thing over and over again, expecting something different. If you keep on repeating the same process of say, thinking you're okay with the goaltending for year, for the next year and keeping that going, that's insanity. Yeah, Pecorino retired, you're saying, yeah. Yeah, Pecorino, he had a great career. You think he'll be in the Hall of Fame? No, didn't have any cups though, which is the yeah, big bad thing. But he's probably one of the best. Uh, he won. He won a Vesna though. He's probably one of the best Finnish goalies of all time. I think he's Finnish, Finnish goalies of all time. But he's not. He's not a Hall of Famer. He had a good career, but I think that's good for the NHL. Alex, and move on to the Pirates. Yep, Pirates had a pretty good draft, didn't they, Alex? Pirates did. By all accounts, but you never know. You you will see in five years how good the draft was. But they certainly signed some of their players for dirt cheap money. Yes, like, they did. Dirt cheap. They, they said that – could they have been looking for the best deal though, Ryan? I mean, On other draft picks? Unless they sweet talk some of these guys to get them down to a reason, to a very reasonable price. Like their fifth-round pick. Fifth hey, round yeah, pick. yep. Gl- Jackson Glenn. They sign him for twelve thousand. A slot value for the hundred thirty third pick is four hundred twenty two thousand. A four hundred and nine thousand under slot deal. But that gives them a lot like, of money to spend on the rest of the or the early draft players. They did sign Henry Davis for a good amount, but it's actually less than the average of that pick. But they have they have a couple guys that they want to spend more on. So somebody could work at um, somebody could work at like Seven Eleven and make double triple what they're making what that guy's making at the minor league level on the professional MLB team. I can't believe he'd agree to it. Whoever he doesn't have an agent, obviously, because he wouldn't take that deal. 12.5 K it's nothing. Is that that's a year yearly salary? How year. many years? That's a year. I don't know how many, I don't, it's probably gets more after that, but that's crazy low, crazy low. But I, by all accounts, their first pick is going to be, should be good. Right. Henry Davis, catch out of Louisville, was one of the best hitters in all of baseball. He could hit the long yeah. ball. He had a quick swing, and he actually, since he's uh, just graduated college, he has a kind of quick path to the majors. Absolutely. I think he's going to – he's 21. He should be in a prime position to be in the majors in three years. I think Speaking, it's – Speaking – sorry. should be a three-year plan probably, right? 
So the Pirates are trying to build back. And they got to have a couple players to build around. And one of the players they're definitely going to build around and is not on the trade market is Brian Reynolds, as they stated that they want to keep him for as long as they can. They don't want the only players they kind of want to get rid of is the guys who have under three years left in their contract. So I guess kind of the timetable for when they want to compete again is four years, Alex. I think so. Four years. You want to be in that wild card in that divisional um, conversation again, but they're going to have to trade. But that means there's a lot of, there's a lot of guys, Alex, that Adam Frazier won't be around. Adam no, Frazier's going to get traded. As Frazier. much as as much as uh, the Pirates announcers, Greg Brown wants to believe that they're not going to trade him, they are. You would you would think you would think they would trade him. They could get a huge return for that. Um, I actually wouldn't be too upset about trading him. No, I wouldn't be either. He's he's not he's not a part of the future. I don't think. I don't think he's somebody you can build around. You build your team around. He's a good piece though. Also, I think they they have um they're going to trade Stallings. They're going to trade. Uh, they're going to try to get rid of Polanco as the best they can. They'll try to get rid he's of Moran. A, he's a good amount of years left on his salary, though, doesn't he? I don't think Polanco has that much left, but I think it's um. I think, I think the five years left or whatever. Five years. I don't think. Or it's maybe five. he signed a five year contract. I don't remember for sure. I think that they're going to have to trade uh, Moran. They're going to have to trade Jacob Stallings, who I know you want to keep because you think he's a top ten catcher in the league, right? I say he's a top ten catcher in the league. When I say that. You say he's a top 15. He's a, he's a serviceable catcher that I think they could keep around until Henry Davis comes up. But why would you keep him when you could get – he's at – you You're not going to get any good return for him. He's batting 235. He's a good defensive catcher, but he's a clutch player. And that he proved that against the Mets the other night. He did. He did. But I don't think – I. what's the point of keeping him, though? He's gonna he's gonna stay around. He's well, he's average. I guess if you if he wants to stay, not paying him very much. Do you think if you'd guess right now? Do you think Brian Hayes will say, "I want to stay in Pittsburgh. I want to stay." They in have Pittsburgh. to prove to him that they want to win, Alex. How are they going to do that? Adam Frazier is under contract until twenty twenty three. So that's he is under arbitration. What does that exactly mean? Arbitration. Arbitration means that they they can come. He's like a restricted free agent almost. Like he can somebody can come in. Mm-hmm. And uh, and there's an arbitrator that comes in, and they can two sides sit down and decide. Um, they hash it out based on stats, based on merit, and then so they get. I don't think the parts of a starting pitcher. Uh, thank you for that, Alex. But I don't think the parts of a starting pitcher that is has under a four ERA, four point I don't believe so. Because Tyler Anderson was going to be a a trade guy. He was good at early in the year, but now he's ballooned his ERA up to like four point five zero. And that's a shame. I mean, that's just how bad the Pirates are. The Pirates have been playing good recently too, over the against the Mets. They played they played fairly well against the Mets. Uh, or they, you said, I think they're four and three against the Mets. They played seven games against them. That's not bad at all. Now you play the Diamondbacks. Are we still Back, playing Diamondbacks? Yeah, go ahead. They have three games against the Diamondbacks. I say sweep the Diamondbacks. You got it. I bet you they win two, like the Mets, because the Pirates choked on that. Last Sunday game against the Mets, they should have won that game. Yeah, they did. That was a disappointing game. Same with the Mets the previous day. The Mets shouldn't have let them come back into that game, but they did. Same with the Pirates on Sunday. Are the Pirates still paying Felipe Vasquez? Uh, no, he's in jail. I don't think they can. Okay, because I'm looking at the who they're paying right now. But John Nagowski, Alex, we should be talking a little bit about him. Holy, he has had. He's been a monster since he's been traded. The Pirates. I thought he was going to be Kai Tom 2.0, but he has absolutely been yeah, amazing. You, that. you said, you said, is this 
Is this Tom 2.0, the, the DK? And well, there's like, only there is there is pretty good reason to believe that, Alex. He looked at coming in, but now obviously he's with a new team, new start. He was batting. He new played bat. for the Cardinals. He was batting uh, 0.056. And now he's he's batting 333 for the year with the Pirates this season. He's batting 452. Unreal. He has 19 hits in 42 plate appearances. In eight RBIs, three three walks, and only six strikeouts. He's the type of guy that endears himself to a fan base. That when he when he does with that the other the other game when he that kind of started that bench clearing brawl against uh yeah the Pirates and Mets. <laughs> I don't mind that Marcus Stroman. He uh, Marcus Stroman getting upset and then yelling at each other. They some friendly banner. They're just talking to each other. Just talking, right? They're just talking. They're talking. He called about- him a clown. Talking about the next time they go to see them, they makes they'll, they'll have dinner with together maybe sometime. <laughs> they're just talking about the next time they're gonna have dinner together. They, uh, yeah, they but probably, the, he's been the story of the last couple weeks. He just hits him and Adam Fraser are the hitting machine lately. Him, Adam Fraser, and Ryan Reynolds. Adam Fraser all year has been fantastic, and uh, as you said earlier, Jacob Stallings with the grand slam on the last <laughs> out of the game to win the game. Incredible. If John Nagowski continues to work out like this, Alex, that really goes to show that general manager Ben Charrington might know what he's doing. There are always guys like that. Like Neil Huntington did guys like that. Like J.A. Happ. Remember J.A. Happ where they got him and Ray Searidge works a little bit of magic on him. He was fantastic with the Pirates. Yvonne Nova was worked no magic on no person. Yvonne Nova was pretty good with the Pirates. Ray Searidge is not a good pitching coach. Well, at certain times, we thought he was. Well, explain how all these players lead the Pirates and suddenly become all-stars. Tyler well, Glasnow, Derek now, but at, the time, at the time, he didn't look bad. At the time, he didn't look bad. You, think that's, you think that's enough for the Pirates? Yeah, they had a really enough. good draft. Very good draft. Their top four picks, but we actually. Don't know. We don't know if they had a good draft. Well, by the, they had the best draft in the MLB by the likes of it, by the looks of it right now. According to who? Well, the, the MLB ranks every every prospect. So the, so the Pirates are the only team who had four prospects in the the first four picks were actually first round quality. They're all rated in the top thirty two of players, and they got four of them in the in four rounds. Yeah, and the one guy what's his name? Uh, the the pitcher, uh, he can do two things. But Bubba Chandler, Bubba Chandler, he was committed to Clemson. Yes, he's he's he looks pretty good too. He's like a maybe it could be a next coming to show a Otani for the Pirates. Wouldn't that be something? Getting a little ahead of yourself. You're you just telling both. me about that. Getting ahead of yourself. You're now you're saying this guy's gonna be show hey Otani. I'm, I'm just throwing things out there. I'm just throwing things out there. We'll see if they stick. We'll see in five years. We will know if they have a good draft yet. But according to according to Fangraphs, they have a top five. Uh, they have a top five farm system right now, which that makes no sense to me. Who's who before that really thinks they have a top five farm system? Ben Charrington, he made his goal as soon as he got here to transform the farm system. If He's done that. that. If nobody told you that that they're in a top five farm system, would you believe that? Well, he he's gone from Neil Huntington having the worst farm system. They they were absolutely depleted everywhere to having one of the best in the MLB. 
and you got O'Neal Cruz, Will, or not Will Craig anymore. They got they have so many good players in the minors that are coming up and will be part of the Pirates' future. We'll see. Hopefully, uh, how about the Steelers? A little bit of Steelers talk right now. Melvin Ingram um, coming to visit the Steelers. He's had a, he's had some ups and downs over his career, but he's had seven. He's had not my fault. Five straight seasons with seven sacks or more. He's a three-time Pro Bowler, and he is hit double digits twice in his career in sacks and he's played all 16 games four times in the last five years so there's some stats for you right there he's a veteran he's a good player do you think he could be somewhat of a leader in the locker room last year he did need that right now i think he could yeah sure he could but and uh but how much would you think you would pay him do you think Steelers can afford him as of now well you have to get that's uh, that's the that's the million dollar question you gotta give him at the right price the Chiefs are interested in this guy. Um, Dolphins were interested in this guy. But you have a void right now without Bud Dupree there. I think this says a little bit more about them bringing him in than that does um, – says a little bit more about how they currently feel about Alex Highsmith. And, and Robert Splane. At that spot. Now, Robert Splane's the middle guy. But if you're looking at the – Oh, Ed, is it, he's an outside linebacker? Ed Rusher. He's an Ed Rusher. But if you need him to come in, I think that says a little bit more about Alex Highsmith because this guy can get you some sacks. He I think Alex sacks. Highsmith will be a fine player. But I don't know if he's going to get – he's not. I don't know if he's that power power rush. You don't think he'll get the sacks? I could he's see that, get, yeah. Seven sacks a year, he won't get seven sacks a year. And if you bring Melvin Ingram in, it's not like you put – it's not like you're benching Alex Highsmith. They can share carries. I mean, Melvin Ingram last year just had a knee injury. I think he did – I don't know if he played that much at all this last season. But it, I don't think he played much at all last season, but that's okay. If you bring him in for the right price, right money, and you get him. That's the thing, the right though. Yeah, it's good. It's the tough right to get these players yeah. for the for the right right amount. So that's that's the thing. If you, if you can't afford him, you won't get him. Yes. It appears that they are interested in, some, in another edge rusher because they apparently reached out to Justin Houston, the, the 32-year-old who was with uh, the Indianapolis Colts last year. And I like that. It appears they're I looking at that. Their peers are looking to get some other different talent in there. They'll sign somebody. It They'll just sign depends somebody. on who. Yeah, they're going to sign somebody to help this to help the pass rush because the pass yeah. rush won't be as good as last year. And if it's not as good as last year, the Steelers won't be as good as last year. The Steelers won't win division. Steelers will make the playoffs. Do you think they'll win the division? I mean, it's early. It's early. Very early. We'll talk about this more next month. Every team is getting better in the division. The Bengals are getting better. The Browns are getting better. And the Ravens are getting better. The Steelers are getting better. Are they getting better? Are they getting better offensively? I don't know. The run game's getting better. Will the pass game the pass game be getting better? Well, their offensive line did that get better? I don't know. They they there's certain there's certain positions that are getting older, while other teams are getting younger in those positions. Quarterback. Every quarterback in the division won a Heisman in the last five years. If you think about it, I think other than Ben, obviously. The Steelers are trying right now, in my opinion, to get younger without rebuilding, to get better without having to rebuild, get younger without having yep. to rebuild. And I think they're doing that by their offensive line. You can look at the offensive line right now, and you can say, two years ago, none of these guys were starters. None of these guys. It's They completely transitioned out of that, um, that era that they had. It's, everyone's completely gone, so now they're trying to build back. But we'll see how it works. I think they'll make the playoffs. I don't think they'll win the division. Browns. I think they'll good. make the playoffs. You're not going to tell me that 
they made they went eight and eight with Duck, and now they're a better team than they were then, and they're not going to make the playoffs. I think they'll make the playoffs, but, but they actually make some moves. You got an extra game in there too, seventeen games. It's a tough schedule. Actually, actually, I'll take that back. It's you know, you can't you can't judge the schedule before the season starts. Well, tell I think me, three, tell me about their strength of schedule by the end of the year, and then we'll talk about them. You can look at you can judge it by last year. But the teams are a lot of teams are going to be different than last year. No, pro, yeah, you're right. But I mean, there's some good teams. The last six games are brutal. They're playing they like the Ravens, Browns, Minnesota. Here, here's what I think. They're Jeez. gonna they're gonna split the series with the Browns and the Ravens. I think they'll win both against the Bengals. Bengals are good this year, though. They lost one of the Bengals with uh, Brandon Allen as their quarterback last year. Was it Brandon? Now they got Joe. It wasn't Brandon yeah. Allen. Yeah, it was. Now they got Joe Burrow back, and now um, they got Trey H- Hendrickson, who was on the Saints last year, who had fourteen and a half sacks. He's now on the Browns this year, so they got some new talent in uh, Cle- not Cleveland, in Cleveland too, but in Cincinnati. That's gonna be a formidable foe. It wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, it was Ryan Finley who was the quarterback. Ryan Finley. Yeah. Ryan Finley. Okay. I, I knew that name didn't sound right. I think he's now. I think Brandon Allen is now with their backup now, because I think Ryan Finley went to um, Houston. But that's besides that's, the. That's probably enough with the Steelers, Alex. Houston. Let me say this right now, so it's on tape. Houston, right now. We'll talk about this later. Houston Texans are going to be the worst team in the NFL this year. Again. They weren't the worst team. Well, last they year. were one of the worst. Yeah, but they, they'll, they'll be bad this year. You think they'll be the complete worst team? I think they'll win one game. I think the Jets could be the worst again. Why? What have they really done to bolster that team, Alex? New quarterback. Other than that. New line. They got another draft pick in the line. They got another wide receiver. I think they, it might take, a, take some time to rebuild that team. Oh, it's going to take time, but I don't think they'll win. I, they're not going to win more than four games, but I think they'll be uh, – Better than they were last year. They only won one game last year. One or they, two games last year. They won two games. I think they'll win one. Okay. How we talk about golf. golf? The yeah. Open Championship. Colin Murray the young gun, has won two majors in eight attempts. Truly unbelievable, Alex. He came on that round Friday, and he never looked back. He shot a 64, six under par round, and round three, two under in round three. And then in round four, he shot four under to come back in this tournament, Alex. And the man is unflappable. He All the pressure on him, he didn't blink. He didn't twitch. He was there the entire time at his peak. He was playing his peak golf at, at the right possible time. And he's, he's going to be a threat for years to come. 24 years old, as you said, he's a young guy. He's going to be a threat for years to come in the majors. And to talk about pressure, Louis Oosthuizen, does not handle pressure Fuck. very well. He's been leading in every one of the last three majors, and he is yet to come and win them. Alex, when is he going to break this? His last one was 2011 at the British Open. When is he going to break the barrier? He's making a lot of money. He's finishing high. But when is he going to break the barrier to victory? I don't know. It's not good enough right now. I think next year he has to win. I bet you next year, I think next year he wins the PGA. I think next year he wins the PGA. You think Phil's going back to back? No, Phil won't go back. <laughs> but John Rom is another one who could, who uh, really came on 
Those last couple oh. rounds, he shot one over par 71 the first round, and then he went on to shoot a 64, a 68, and a 66 to finish in tied third with Lula Ustase and Alex. He could have been better. He could have been better, too. He missed some putts. He on had the a better ball. first round also? Yes. And Bryson DeChambeau, he fell off a cliff. He shouldn't have made the cut. He should not have made the cut, but he did. And, and that he made the cut, Alex. And that he made the cut. And he – he uh, went down from there. He was at a plus two the next day, and he he was not he did not have a good week. That's not his course, though. That's not his kind of course for that guy. And neither was for Phil Mickelson. You want to talk about Phil Mickelson, Ryan, or you want to go to the next subject? Twelve over through two rounds, and that's all that needs to be said. I think everyone else can figure fifth out worst what. in the tournament. Not the worst in the tournament, actually. Yeah, it was fifth worst. Oh, I thought you said the worst. No, fifth worst in the tournament. Yes, uh, fourth worst. Fourth worst. That's even worse. <laughs> How can you go from winning the PGA to finishing fourth to last in the second, like the hey, next? It's second. Phil. He always thrills. That's crazy. He, he's he's crazy. But Jordan Spieth, Alex, you want to talk a little about him? I mean, he he doesn't give up in these tournaments. Jordan Spieth is back from his little slump, and he's here to stay. Absolutely, and I think he's get he's up there in the FedEx Cup rankings too. Uh, I think he's seventh in the FedEx Cup rankings right now, and he's doing very well, very well, playing very well golf. He won the, I think he won the very well the, golf. He's playing very well golf. I think he won the Valero, uh, one earlier. Valero this. Texas Open, yeah. Yep. He defeated yeah. Matt Wallace and Charlie Hoffman. Yep, he's been he's coming around right now. I think he's he's always going to be a threat in the majors because um, he's that's where he thrives. He thrives under pressure. He thrives in the majors. Same with the Brooks Kepkas. He secretly had a a top ten sneak. He sneaked in there. You didn't really hear much about him that week, but he had a a five under sixty five to close the week out to shoot a very very nice score. And it could have been lower, but he shot a seventy two on Saturday, so that kind of put him out of that. Yes, it did. Put him out of contention. Dustin Johnson also creeping his way back up the leaderboard as well. And anything coming up, Ryan, in the near future, which which is getting you excited? Uh, the Ryder Cup is always good coming up. Uh, there isn't really that much. Uh, next week is the 3M Open and the WGC FedEx Jude St. Saint, Saint Jude Invitational. Oh, that's always good. St. Jude one's good. And then at the end of August starts the FedEx Cup playoffs. Yeah, and the Ryder Cup's not till September, so you don't really have to worry about that. Some some big ones, but not obviously nothing's gonna be big enough till you get to Augusta. In like what two hundred fifty days? Two hundred fifty days. Yeah, it goes by yeah. fast this golf season. It really does. It it goes by fast. But there's some. It's been there's a, a lot. Of, there's a good amount of tournaments left, and these players are gonna be striving and get trying to get as many points as they can to get higher up there in these FedEx Cup ranks to be able to move as far as they can in the playoffs. But also think about this. Some of the top golfers are going to be out of commission for three, four weeks. They're going to the Olympics. Three to four weeks, really? Well, they're going to be gone for a little bit. Dustin Johnson did it. Justin Thomas did. He, he's really excited about that. There's a lot of good golfers. Colin Morikawa, he's going some, to the Olympics. Some guys turn it down because of all the restrictions that they don't want to have to deal with it. Yeah, but um, Colin Morikawa is going too. That'll be his first one. Lou Eustazen is not going. He could have went. Not going for okay. South Africa? No, he's not going. Is Fratelli going? No, because he hadn't. He hadn't been playing very good, except for this tournament. And who's going for South Africa? Uh, I think Christian Bazenhout. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, 
Let me look. I can look it up. That's okay. Uh, there's some there's some good golfers going to the Olympics, but who wants to watch golf in the Olympics? That's uh, that's for a weekend. Well, what is your favorite Olympic sport to watch? I think it's probably I like swimming. Michael Phelps was fantastic. Track is always fun to watch. Those are the Garrett Higo. Garrett Higo. Okay, yeah. He's Sorry, been- continue. But what is about you? The Olympic. I mean, the opening ceremonies are this Friday. I know. Come come up fast. There's- I mean, what is what is probably what is probably the best event to watch? I, I think it's going to be. I think, in my opinion, it's always um, track. Track's always fun to watch. Volleyball's for kind of fun too to watch. Volleyball's fun too. Swimming always, as I said earlier, swimming's fun. No more Michael Phelps. No, it's not as fun. Yeah, no more Michael Phelps. Not as fun. Or Usain Bolt. No Usain Bolt either. It's not as fun. What's with him? He's he's done. He's retired. Oh yeah, I didn't even see that. That's just how much I pay. Old guy. He's an old guy, but that was five years ago. I forgive you for that. Five years ago, those it hasn't been an Olympics, Summer Olympics in five years. It's crazy. Okay, how about like winners the, and losers? I like the Winter Olympics better. That's coming up Me too, too, isn't it? What? Yeah, it's this. It's this winter. It's wow. It's back to back Olympics. And then what's it going to be? They're going to have to separate them again. No, no, it'll be three years. It'll be three years. So it'll be uh, Summer Olympics will be again in three years. I think they'll just go back to normal 2024, 2028. That kind Where's of the 2024? Isn't it? In, I don't know where it is. It's not in LA, is it? I don't know. It's not important, but that was a rumor that was going to go to winners and losers now, Alex. Yeah. Yep. I'll start with the you Chicago start. White Sox. Chicago White Sox. They've been on a roll lately. They're first in the AL Central behind manager. Um, what's his name again? I'm drawing a blank on the manager, but Tony Larusa. Tony yes, Larusa. Yeah, that's Tony the manager. LaRusa, the old guy. The old guy, he's, he's been phenomenal as their um, manager right now. They've won seven of their last – Was this expected this year, Alex? No. I didn't think so. Not this level of success. Not this level of success. They're 20 games over 500. They're first in the AL, and they're not going to give that up because the AL stinks. Next closest team is the Indians who are not – or like they're they're pretty far back. They're at least 10 games back. But they won seven of the last eight. They're playing some of their best baseball right now. They're playing the Twins who aren't good – either this upcoming series. So they're in a great position to succeed. San Diego Padres are my other winner. San Diego beat um, the nationals the other day, 24 to eight, Ryan, 24 to eight. You, they put up a 24 on them and they, they have some great talent on that team, but that shows how good their division is. The NL West. They're still third in the NL West right now. And they're, they're 14 games over 500 and they're third in the NL West. That's a great division. All three of those top teams are going to make it in the wild card, I imagine. Um, but it's going to be a wrestling match for that top between the Giants, Dodgers, and Padres. Giants, Giants are a shocker this year too, Ryan. That's a shocker. But Padres playing some great baseball right now. And Colin Morcow, as you always, as you already mentioned, twenty-four-year-old uh, won two majors already. Uh, only other person to do that was uh, Tiger Woods by his twenty-fifth birthday, and. He's going to be a threat for years to come. We'll see him in the Olympics. Yours, Ryan. My first winner is the Green Bay Packers. If they announce that they will bring back Aaron Rodgers, they finally got it done, and that totally transformed them to being a Super Bowl contender next year, Alex. Absolutely. Uh, my second winner, Marcel Seam, who, uh, the German who had a great time at the, at the British Open, actually was contending very, very much. He did have a triple bogey, which put him out of contention going into Sunday, but he had a great tournament, finished in the top 20. 
And he, but what a story is. He's 43 year old, hasn't really been playing in these high level tournaments much. And he actually had to win a tournament recently to uh, be able to even to qualify for this. He flew down and participated in this open and he did a lot very, very well, Alex, for, for having that. He didn't really have that much prep time to prepare because he won the tournament. Then he had to fly right down there and participate. So it's great for him. Uh, great for him. And, and a tough course too. A tough course. It's not an easy course to jump right in on. Like some of the best players struggle in that course. As you mentioned earlier, Garrett Kigo, he was uh, plus eight on it. Phil Mickelson, who I'm going to talk about in the second, plus 12, as we already talked about. Uh, Leishman missed the cut. Um, you got Glover, Lucas Glover, who almost won the tournament last weekend. Did you know he won the he tournament? He did win last he, week. He won the tournament the previous weekend. He was plus five. Dog Deer Classic. Yeah, Matt Kuchar missed the cut. You're good players. And then my third winner is Tampa Bay Rays, Alex. They've been playing some very, very good baseball. And they're, I think they're poised for another World Series push. Absolutely. They have some great players on the team. Same with the, um, th- that division's good, too. You got the Red Sox, Yankees, and you got the Rays, and you got the Blue Jays. One of those teams that's going to make the playoffs. All good. And... I'm going to start with mine. Losers, the Suns, the Phoenix Suns. We don't do a lot of NBA, but I'm going to, talk, I'm going to briefly talk about the, the NBA for a second. Phoenix Suns lost their last three games after going up 2-0 in the finals. The NBA finals, that's not good enough, and they're probably going to they have to win one of the next two now. They're not the one of the next two. They have to win two of the next two to win the series. And Milwaukee only has to win one with the series all in their favor. The home crowd will be at their back when they come back to Milwaukee. The Deer District has been completely swamped with fans. They had, they sold out the entire stadium, Ryan, to watch the Game 5 in Milwaukee with nobody playing at that stadium. They sold out the entire stadium. How much did they sell those tickets for? Like $10? No, they're, they're probably selling for more than that. Penguins sold it for $10 for the watch party when they yeah, had it. Yeah, they're more fair than the than the NBA is. With their, they're more reasonably priced. Uh, they're probably selling for like $25, $30. Bucks. I would assume. And then you got outside was swamped with the amount of people that were outside. And I don't know where you go to the bathroom when you have like 20,000 people outside standing there. Where do you go to the bathroom? I don't know. And then my other, so hopefully Suns are a loser right now. And I'm hoping that the Bucks win. Bucks deserve it. All right, and have earned it for that matter. Earned it. Um, Phil Mickelson, my other loser, he's plus 12. On the tournament, he shot an ugly, and I mean ugly, 80 the first day of the tournament. What any no chance of recovery from that. Fourth worst in the tournament. And then you got Joey Gallo. Joey Gallo is my other loser in the home run derby. He was a uh he got upset in the first round. That was unacceptable. I said he was gonna win the home run derby. He didn't. But I did call Pete Alonzo. I did say Pete Alonzo was gonna be in the final with him. Pete Alonzo was. And the first round, Ryan, all upsets in the first round of the home run derby. That was interesting. What was the most surprising, you think? I think the most surprising was uh, I called Soto. I did call Soto. I want to remind people. I called Soto beating Shohei Otani. But I think the most surprising probably was Trey Mancini. Trey Mancini, yeah. What a story with him, Alex. It really is. What a tremendous guy. Hopefully, Could he, he beat in the first round? I got it. Why am I forgetting? Matt Olson. Matt Olson. That, that, that was not much of an upset, but he did beat Trevor Story in the second round as well. Yeah, it was, it was good. It was very good. 
Yeah, the Howard Derby is fun, fun to watch, but uh, Alonzo's so arrogant. Alonzo's so arrogant. My first loser is Louis Ustase and Alex. After leading all three rounds, he went into the fourth round and the pressure got him again as he shot a 71-1 over par to finish and tie for third and yet again choked in the major. My second loser is the New York Mets for a couple of things. For first, getting killed by the Pirates and losing four games out of the last seven to them. And uh, that's embarrassing. Also, for that play to let up three runs, they thought the ball was foul. So he checked it to the dugout, then started complaining to the umpire when he called it fair. And and nobody with the ball. Pirates. Three nobody pirates got the ball. Running around the bases and scored yeah. to get a 6 nothing lead. They're just standing there. Nobody took the ball. Was, and then the guy bumped the umpire after. He got yeah, the umpire Rojas. And yeah. the Mets actually came back and won that game 7-6. to six. Which is horrible. But horrible. Uh, my third loser That's is Corey bad. Connors. He was going in. He was playing really good. 8-under. Going into the final round, he shot a 3-over. 73 to close out. I mean, I really thought he had a chance to shoot a really low one as he's shown in the past that he's capable of, and he just didn't. But it's another good tournament for him, but he's a loser for that round four uh, performance. Best Canadian there, though. Best Canadian uh, golfer. He's were close. But. Yeah, and the reason I said um, he dropped really far at the end, he almost he was at, uh, I think it was tied for 13 at the end, something somewhere around there. Um, but tied for 15, I think. And then I was going to say Alonzo's arrogant, Ryan, the Pete Alonzo. He called himself after the game the best power hitter. I think I, – I, I, I don't want to misquote him, but I think he said the best power hitter of all time. But he's that's crazy to say. But he, very arrogant guy. But he, he backs it up in the home run derby. But it's a home run derby. It's batting practice. Who cares? Those guys get paid handsomely for it, though. They get paid a lot to do that. Um, but that concludes – this episode for today, Ryan, obviously another pleasure, pleasure filled event with this, doing this with you again, Ryan. It's a great episode. Uh, we thank you all for listening. Remember, we are your one-stop podcast for everything Pittsburgh sports.